Guru, Guru. Say Guru, Guru with love. You have got the human body with a great fortune. Take advantage of this. Meditate on the Nam as much as you can. However much you have slept thus far is enough. At least now open your eyes. Say Guru, Guru with love. This is a bhajan of Sanchi's on page 256. Whoever has moved the rosary of the Nam of the Master with true heart, <clears throat> all his illusions and secrets were erased because such a light was manifested within. Drink the nectar of the Nam of the Guru. Make your life interesting. Say Guru, Guru with love. The holy Nam of the Master removes the heat of passions, curses, and anxieties. The Satguru is hungry for the love and affection of the devotees, as was Krishna or Rama. The moments which are spent in the Simran are precious. Say Guru, Guru with love. Whenever the devotees remembered him, he came running barefoot. He always embraces the poor ones, and he always gives support to the weak ones. O Kripalji, give me the alms of Nam. This is the request of a jabe. Say Guru, Guru with love. Guru, 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 Guru. Say Guru, Guru with love. The Bhajan of Sanchis on page 256. Guru, 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 Bola Premise, Guru, 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 Bola Premise, Guru, Guru, Bade Bage Manasutana Paya. Jis ne peri sa che 
got the human body with a great fortune. Take advantage of this. Meditate on the Nam as much as you can. However much you have slept thus far is enough. At least now open your eyes. Say Guru, Guru with love. And our second bhajan is another bhajan of Sanchi's Akirpal Koldete on page 266. O Kirpal, come and sit with us and go through the pages of our hearts. What crime have we done that you quietly go away from us? As long as the breaths flow, we cannot forget you. If you do not believe it, put your hand on our heart and see. I am yours. I was yours ever since I loved you. Why should I be afraid when I have loved you? 
I have come to your door with hopes and expectations. It is up to you, whether becoming the Samhain of happiness you give us alms or send us away empty-handed. Try us. I will come swimming across as Sohani came, but at least once sit with a jabe and go through the pages of our hearts. O Kirpal, come and sit with us and go through the pages of our hearts. What crime have we done that you quietly go away from us? Abhajan of Santi on page 266. <laughs> Akir pala kola bete asande Foldila devarake Hoikona kanami sato Langa jando chupakarake Langa jando chupakarake Asinahi bula sakade tenu jinna chirasa vagade ne Asinahi bula sakade tenu jinna chirasa vagade ne Sachanahi ondaje tenu veksine hatadarake ve Sachanahi ondaje tenu veksine hatadarake hoikona kanami sato langa jando chupakarake akir palakola bete asande Foldila devarake Hoikona kanami sato Langa jando chupakarake Langa jando chupakarake Terihi ha terisa Jata tochahiya tenu Terihi ha terisa Jata tochahiya tenu Pyara tere sangha kita eta Kirehena firadarake Pyara tere sangha kita eta Kirehena firadarake Hoikona kanami sato langa jando chupakarake Akir palakula bete asande foldila devarake Hoikona kanami sato Langa jando chupakarake Langa jando chupakarake 
Dartere te ae hakuja as umidaleke. Dartere te ae hakuja as umidaleke. Padikereja moda de kali tushia de sawanabanake. Ade kereja moda de kali kushia de sawan banake hoikona kanami sato langa jando chupakarake akir palakola bete asande Holdi la devarake, hoikona kanami sato, langa jando chupakareke, langa jando chupakareke. Veik parakake sanu soni, vanga javangi tarake. Vek parakake sanu soni, vanga javangi tarake, parikavari bekola ajebade, foldila de varake, parikavari bekola ajebade, foldila de varake. Hoikona kanami sato, langa jando chupakareke. Akir palakola bete asande, foldila devareke. Hoikona kanami sato, Langa jando chupakareke, langa jando chupakareke. O Kirpal, come and sit with us and go through the pages of our hearts. What crime have we done that you quietly go away from us? This reading is a question and answer session that took place with Sanchi in Bombay in January of 1991. <clears throat> and I'm reading from the April 1991 Sampani magazine where the talk was given the title, The Quality of Innocence. And Sanchi begins by saying, the grace of our gracious master cannot be described it is only due to the grace of our gracious master that he has accepted our life at his feet. Guru Nanak Sab has said, O Lord, I am the slave at your door. Always keep me at thy door. And then the first questioner says, I was wondering about the quality of innocence in the true devotee the value of the quality of innocence and how we can get that quality. And Sanchi replies, 
Master used to say that on this spiritual path, we are like a child, because a child is very innocent. He does not know anything, but his love is selfless. So on this spiritual path, even a person who has obtained a master's degree has to behave like a 40-day-old child. One has to surrender and have innocence and love like the children have. We can become true devotees only after becoming attached to the truth, only after manifesting that truth within us. The fact is that until we rise above body consciousness and after crossing the stars, moon, and sun and manifesting the radiant form of the Master within us at the eye center, we do not know when the mind is going to bother us. We do not know when, after creating any of the worldly desires, the mind will delude us. Even one bad thought or even one worldly thought can bring us down from the freedom of... Even one bad thought or even one worldly thought can bring us down from the feet of Brahman. It is only due to our worldly thoughts that we are brought back into this world again and again. Usually we people do not meditate or we meditate very little. But we have so many desires which we present to our masters. And when those desires do not get fulfilled, then we lose faith in the Master. So this is not something we can call as having true love for the Master. It is like we are working for the Master and asking for payment for it. Guru Nanak Sab has said that if we are asking for anything other than the Nam, it is like we are inviting all the sufferings and problems because contentment, happiness, and peace are in the Nam only. Often I have told you about an incident of Master Kripal. Once he was visiting somebody's home and that person had a boil on his leg. Even though he had made arrangements for tea, that person had the desire that Master should first look at the boil so that he might get some grace from him. So he said, Master, first of all, please look at this and have grace on me. And then later you can have the tea. You know, that if there is any true devotee around when something like this happens, he will not like that. Often I have told you that my beloved Lord was an ocean of love and I was a devotee of love. In my whole life, I did not ask for anything else but love from the Master. And since he was an ocean of love and I was the devotee of love, he gave me all his love. When I saw what that disciple was asking of Master Kripal, I did not feel good about it, and I did not like it. That person also used to proclaim himself as one of the greatest devotees of Master, because you know that nobody wants to call himself the lesser devotee. Everyone says that he is the best devotee and follower of the Master. As Guru Nanak Sab has said, nobody wants to call himself the lesser devotee, Everyone claims to be the best lover of the Master. Once in Karampur, I was very fortunate that beloved Lord Kripal allowed me to travel with him. We had just arrived when one dear one, an initiate, came to Master Kripal and said, Master, I do not see the light. 
Master tried to explain to him that he should keep the diary and that he should do his meditation, and then everything would be all right and he would see the light. But that dear one insisted, I must see the light. You should shower grace on me, and things like that. So the master made him sit in meditation right there. At that time I thought to myself, what is this person doing? And I said, if you are asking for the light from the master, you can see the light only in some places. But if you know that the master, who is all light, who is the all-owner of creation, is standing in front of you in his full physical being, and he even talks to you, and you are sitting in his presence, then what more do you want from God? And why do you only insist on getting the light? Why don't you catch hold of the inner master, who is the form of the light, and who can do everything for you? When we go within, we realize how our beloved master rules over our mind, our intellect, our brain, and whatever we do, or whatever we speak is all due to his grace, and he himself makes us speak those words. But we realize this only after we go within. So it is all due to his grace, and he himself made me say those words at that time when that dear one was insisting to Master Kripal that he must see the light. Then I told my master, and this was only due to his grace, he himself made me say this. I said, I have seen neither Allah nor Wahe Guru, and I do not care for any God. I have not seen anybody else. I have seen only you, and I know that you are my God. You are my everything. I don't care for anybody else. You are the one who lifts up the poor and the downtrodden ones. You are the one who brings life back into the dead ones. So, dear ones, I was able to say this only because of his grace. I mean to say that a true devotee will never ask for anything of this world from the Master. He will ask, he will only ask for His grace, and He will do it in all His innocence. This is not only my point of view. Swamiji Maharaj said the same thing. He said, O oh Lord, I do not know any Satnam or Anami other than you. Bulashaw was asked by his family members, What do you understand that your master is? How do you see him, and what do you think he is? So Bulashaw said, If you look at my master from the outside, you will see him wearing dirty clothes and having a body made of flesh, skin, and blood. But if you go within and see his real form, his inner form, you would not even want to spit in the heavens because he is so beautiful. He is so radiant that no other thing of this creation can compete with his beauty and radiance. The master of Bulashah belonged to a low caste, and Bulashah himself belonged to the Sayyid caste. This is a higher Muslim caste, and they are the ones whom people worship. So when people saw that Bulashah, even though he was of the Sayyid caste, was a follower of an Ayat Shah who was from the Aryan caste, they asked him about this, and he replied, If anyone calls me Sayyid, he will go in the hells. But if they call me the caste of my master, they will get to enjoy the heavens. 
Here, outwardly, we are doing the practice of becoming true devotees. We are only making efforts to become true devotees of the Master. But we become true devotees and true love for the Master gets manifested within us only when we go within and only when we see the radiant form of the Master. If we do not do the practice of becoming better and going within, then we can never go within. If we only talk about it and give, give it up without doing the Simran, without doing the work we are supposed to do, then we get nowhere. We always remain outside. I get the opportunity to meet many dear ones. There are many dear ones who are very good, very quiet, very peaceful, who have manifested the form of the Master within them. Truth has not completely vanished. The truth always exists. So there are dear ones who do very good meditations. They have manifested the form of the Master. When such dear ones come to see me in their interviews, they do not have any questions. They say, Master, we have come only to have your darshan. Many men and women who come to see me say, Master, please search for a good companion for me. The women will say, Master, please get us a good husband, please get us good husbands. And the men will ask me to get good wives for them. If they are having any physical problems, they ask me to remove their physical problems, their diseases. And if their business is not doing well, they ask for blessings in their business. They ask for all these things. So there is a category of satsangis like these who come to me and ask only for worldly things. Kabir Saab said that the master who wants everyone, uh, Kabir Saab said that the master wants everyone, but no one wants the master. When they come to see the master, either they come for name and fame, or they come for worldly things. They come for the worldly materials. They always request, Master, shower grace upon us, or do this thing or that thing for us. But they do not come for the master. They do not ask the master for that true thing, that real gift for which the masters have come into the world. The masters have come into this world to take our soul back to the real home. But no one comes to the master asking for that precious gift. So Kabir Saab said that no one is the customer for the real thing. Everyone is looking for the false things. Kabir says, what can we do to such blind people? I will now tell you a story about the true devotee of the Master. I tell you a story of Guru Arjandev. Even though he had reached Sach Khan, still he always called himself a half-disciple. He never called himself as, as a disciple or a perfect being. In the court of Guru Arjandev Ji Maharaj, there lived two people, Rai Bulwant and Satadum. They used to sing very lovingly and devotedly in the court of Guru Arjandev. And there happened to be a wedding in their family, and they thought of doing that wedding in a very lavish way. And for that, they needed a lot of money, because they thought, we are the singers in the court of Guru Arjandev, and if we do not do it in a very good way, then what will people say? They will say that we are the singers of Guru Arjandev and we couldn't even afford to have a nice wedding. 
So they wanted to do it in a very good way to impress people. They thought that since many disciples come to Guru Arjandev, if every disciple contributes one taka, and a taka is like two pesa, two pennies, so they thought if every disciple contributes one taka each, then they would be able to collect a lot of money with which they could plan a very good wedding. So they came to Guru Arjandev Ji Maharaj and told him about the wedding, and then said, Master, if you can collect one taka per disciple and give it to us, we'll be able to perform the wedding. Guru Arjan Devji said, Well, you should ask for whatever money you need, but you should not ask like this. But they said, No, Master, we want only one taka from every disciple. The next day, Guru Arjan Devji brought four and a half takas and gave them that money. He said, One taka is for Guru Nanak because he was the perfect disciple. One is for Guru Angad. He was a perfect disciple. And one is for Guru Amadev. He was also a perfect disciple. The fourth one is for Guru Ramdas. And this half taka is for me, because I am still half a disciple. So now you can imagine. He was the owner of Sachkhand. He had manifested his master within him. He was all in all. His master had given him the responsibility of guiding the Sangat, and he was the owner of this whole creation, but still he understood himself as the half-disciple. When Guru Arjan Devji gave them that money, those singers became upset, and they thought that the master was saying that only because he did not want to give them the money. But that was not the reason. Guru Arjan Devji Maharaj considered himself as a half-disciple, and he considered only the past masters as the perfect disciples. So I mean to say that as long as the masters are in the body, they never say that they are the true devotees or that they are the perfect disciples. They say, we are still the half-disciples. We are still in the making. The true disciple was Guru Angadev, even though Guru Nanak Sab had blessed him with his grace, had embraced him with his body, and had given him the name Angad, which means born from one's own body. His name had been Bailena, but since Guru Nanak Sab was very pleased with his devotion and his seva, he embraced him and made him as part of his own body, and he gave him the name of Guru Angad. Bailena was such a true disciple, he was so devoted to his master that when by mistake one of his arms crossed the head of Guru Nanak while he was walking with him, he gave the punishment to that arm by tying it up for one year. He said, you dared to go beyond the body of the master, and this is the punishment that now you will be tied for one year. So this was his devotion, and he was a true disciple, even though at that time he had become perfect, and he had reached such khand, but still he considered himself as inferior and much lower than the master. Once when beloved master asked me to convey the initiation, he told me to explain the theory to the people. But I told master, Master, why don't you shower grace on all these people who are sitting here? Why don't you show them your real form, which you have shown to me, so that they may also get the liberation? When I asked Master to do that, he got upset, and he said, Don't make them tear my clothes. 
Do whatever I tell you to do. Dear ones, a true devotee cannot bear to compete with the master because he knows what the master is. He always remains very humble and he always makes an effort to become a true devotee of the master. Guru Gobind Singh Ji was asked this question, who is the true disciple? Who is the true devotee or Sikh? You may call him as a disciple, a true devotee or a Sikh. It is all one and the same thing. So Guru Gobind Singh replied, he who has risen above lust, anger, greed, attachment and egoism, who has removed all these bad qualities from within, who has gone within, that one is the true disciple. He who accepts the teachings and who lives up to the teachings of the Master is the real Sikh or the real disciple. If he is not doing that, if he has not risen above the teachings or the dictates of the mind, if he is still under the control of the mind, if he is not a disciple, if he is not doing that, if he has not risen above the teachings or the dictates of the mind, if he is still under the control of the mind, he is not a disciple of the Master. He is the disciple or the follower of his mind. When Guru Gobind Singh was saying this, one dear one stood up and he said, No, Master, that is not true. I am not a disciple of my wife, and I am not a disciple of any woman. I am not a disciple of anybody else. I am your true devotee. So when Guru Gobind Singh said all that, and that disciple replied that he was not the disciple of anyone else, that he was the true disciple of the Master, Guru Gobind Singh did not say anything. He just kept quiet on that day. But after a few days, he called that disciple to him and he said, Well, if you are my disciple, you should go to the bazaar and you should get me a unique piece of cloth. Get a roll of the cloth of which there should, should be no other piece of cloth available like that in the market and you should bring that for me. So that dear one went to the market and he looked around and then he was successful in buying a very nice beautiful piece of cloth, a roll of that cloth for Guru Gobind Singh and he brought it home. <clears throat> when he brought that cloth home his wife saw it and she liked that roll of cloth very much. So she asked him for the cloth and he said, no, this is for the master. This is a unique piece of cloth and I brought this for the master. But his wife said, no, I want this for myself. You can tell the master that you looked around and you could not find one. And maybe tomorrow again you can go and you can find something else. But I want this one. Then because he couldn't say anything to his wife, he gave that piece of cloth to her. Next morning when that dear one went to the court of Guru Gobind Singh, his wife also followed him taking that roll of cloth with her because she knew the whole story. When he went there, when the disciple went there, Guru Gobind Singh asked that dear one, Yes, dear one, have you got any piece of cloth? And he said, Master, I tried everywhere. I looked around everywhere, but I could not find anything. But today I will go and buy one for you. At once his wife came up and she said, Master, you see, he is not your disciple. He is my disciple. I wanted him to give that piece of cloth to me, and he did. And now he's lying to you. So Guru Gobind Singh said, 
Rare are the ones who are the true disciples, the true devotees of the Master. Dear ones, no teacher ever wishes that the students whom he is teaching may fail in the examinations. Every teacher wants all his students to become successful because he knows that if his students will become successful, people will talk very highly about him. They will praise him and his name will be glorified. They will say that he is the teacher of those students who have become successful. In the same way, no parents ever wish that their children should go in the bad company or that they should not become successful in their lives. That is why the children's parents always make efforts. They always take care to be sure that the children are in good company, that they get all the good things which they need, that they become good people and have a successful life. They make every possible effort to feed the children well and they give them whatever will make whatever would make them good in their lives. In the same way, the masters who have come into this world from Sachkhand, they all always wish that all their disciples should become good people, that they should become good disciples. That is why, through the satsangs, they always go on telling us how we have to live our life, how we have to do our meditations, because they know that if the disciples will do more meditation of the Nam, the fragrance of the Nam will come out from them and it will spread all over. The name of their master will be glorified. The name of their path will be glorified. So that is why they make every possible effort to make us understand how we should be living our life. And that is why they always go on telling us how we should be good people and how we should do our meditations. But what happens? As long as the masters are in the body and as long as they go on telling us all these things, we keep making efforts. In the case of Master Salam Singh, I will tell you one thing. In India, when Master Salam Singh was alive, people used to say that those who went to see Master Salam Singh or those who were the disciples of Master Salam Singh would never lie. And that is why they used to swear by them saying, <coughs> They are the true people and they never lie. But you know that when people give up the path of the Nam, when they give up the teachings of the Master, when they start obeying their mind and following the organs of senses, and when they get involved in all the worldly things, then they start doing all the bad things, which bring a bad name to their Masters also. Kabir Saab said that the Master is blamed when his dog goes mad. We can learn so much from the lives of the great masters. I myself have seen the life of Master Salam Singh. I saw that he never cared for his own body. He never cared for his own comforts and conveniences. He always worked very hard, understanding it as his duty and responsibility. He always attended the satsangs. He always talked to the people because he wanted his disciples to become better. In the same way, Master Kirpal Singh also led a very uncomfortable life. He worked very hard, and he always attended the satsang, even when he was not physically fit, even in the times when he was very sick. But still, he never cared for his comfort. He never cared for his body. They always attended to the satsangs. 
they always talked to the people because they wanted to make their disciples better. And they wished that maybe by one word or another, the disciple would understand and they would make their lives better. So the masters never care for themselves. They always make efforts. They always work hard so that the disciples may become better. Paul Tussab has said, only to liberate the souls, the masters suffer so many sufferings. They do not have any desires, but they go around the world. They travel so much only for the sake of the souls. My life is like an open book in front of all the satsangis. You know that whenever I travel, whenever I go outside, I always get myself locked in the airplane and I go to the place where I have to be. Whatever, whatever seva I have to do, I do over there. And I come back to my home. I never go to do any sightseeing. I never go to visit any beaches. I do not go here and there. Whatever time I spend, it is always for the seva of the Sangat. When I go to Delhi, Papu knows that I get down from the car and go into the house. I come out from the house only when I have to go for the meditation or for the satsang. The same thing is true when I go to Bombay. I do not go any place, anywhere. I go out only when it is time for doing the seva of the Sangat. So I'm doing all this seva of the Sangat because I want the disciples to become better. Whatever I have received from my master, I am conveying only those things to you to make you better. Whatever he taught me, whatever he gave me, I am only refreshing that message or that teaching of the master in you. I am not giving you any new thing. It is the same which my beloved master gave to you. Kabir Saab said, in the company of these five passions and the organs of senses, we have spent all of our life, but still we have not received any contentment. We are not happy. We have not received any satisfaction. Then what is the hope for us? In the same way, Bhai Gurdas also said, these eyes do not get content looking at the beautiful things of this world. These ears do not find any satisfaction by listening to all the music of this world. This tongue does not feel satisfied tasting all different good quality foods of this world. The only true peace and contentment comes when we go within and get ourselves connected with the Nam. If we go on talking about this, the stories will never end. Even if we go on talking about this all our life, the best thing for us to do would be to rise above the body and come to the eye center where the giver is giving us all the riches, where he is donating everything to us, it is better for us to come up to the eye center. And this next reading is a meditation talk from the same magazine, the April 1991 Sambhai magazine. And Sanji says, 
Make the mind quiet, as only a quiet mind can meditate. Don't understand meditation as a burden. Do it lovingly. Don't pay any attention to the outer disturbances. Don't allow your mind to wander outside while you are meditating. Concentrate him at the eye center. Saints and Mahatmas lay a great emphasis on doing the meditation. And the reason for that is that our mind is wandering a lot outside. No matter what outer practice you do, extrovert practice, no matter how much you do that, still your mind will not stop wandering. He will continue wandering outside. Just make him listen to the inner divine melody. He will come to a stop and he will come under your control. All the saints have told us about their own experience that we don't have any enemy outside in the world. If there is any enemy, it is our mind, and he is within us. Sitting within us, he misleads us, and he creates all kinds of bad thoughts. Sitting in our within and creating all those bad thoughts for others, he is making us hate others. This world is like a huge forest of pleasures and passions, and entering in this forest of the pleasures, we have lost track of ourselves. We have forgotten our reality, our origin, and we are wandering here and there. This is a special and a great amount of grace of the saints and Mahatmas who come into this world that they tell us how to come out from this forest of the passions and the pleasures. They give us that medicine using which we can be liberated from this forest of passions and pleasures. The medicine is the meditation of Shabadnam. Within us, sometimes lust grows its forest. Anger grows its forest. In the same way, ego, attachment, and greed also grow their forests. All these things are created by the negative power. They all trap us in their forests, and they always keep us there. Saints and Mahatmas lovingly tell us, as the disease is within you, in the same way, The medicine to remove the disease is also within you. Graciously, they tell us about the meditation of the Shabadnam, which can help us to get rid of all the passions and pleasures. And they tell us, when you are given this medication of the Shabadnam, you should use it. You should practice it with the abstinence which the masters tell you to do. Suppose you bring medicine from a doctor. If you do not abstain from the things which he has told you while taking that medicine, that medicine will not work because you have not followed the rules laid down by the doctor. In that there is no fault in the doctor. In the same way, if you do not abstain from the things which the masters tell you while you are doing the meditation of Nam, the master is not at fault. It is your fault because you are not abstaining from the things which he has told you. And if that medicine does not work, If you do not progress, even after meditating, you should know that it is your fault because you were supposed to obtain, because you were supposed to abstain from the things which the Master told you while you were meditating. So always, lovingly and faithfully, without understanding it as a burden, we should do our meditation and we should apply the medicine of Shabanam which the Master has graciously given to us. Because the medicine, the medicine of the Shabad Nam is the only thing which can make us free from this forest of the pleasures. Kabir Saab says that many 
rishis and munis, and great sages and seers were deceived by the mind because they used to do the outer rites and rituals and the outer practices. But when the saints came into this world, they themselves practiced the introvert path. They took their attention in the within, and they taught the same practice to their children, to their disciples. And that is why they were able to overcome the attack of the mind, and they were able to become free from the wiles of the mind. Kabir Saab says, By the attack of the mind, many people, many great sages and seers, fell down. Leaving the populated area, they were taken to the forest. And furthermore, following the mind, those people have gone into hell. Master Salam Singhji used to tell a story of a Mahatma who was always asked a question by a young woman in his village. She asked, is that your beard or a bush? The Mahatma would always keep quiet and he would always hear that, but he would not make any comment or answer. It was very difficult for him to be patient at that time because within us the mind is sitting and it is very difficult to bear such things. But as Kabir Saab says, the Mahatma has to become very patient because God has given them a great amount of patience and they have to listen to the good and the evil things of the worldly people. So that Mahatma always used to be patient and quiet and he would not answer the question. In the end, when he was about to leave the body, he told his disciples, you should go and call that young woman. When she came, he told her, now you, sh now you should ask me your question. And the young, young woman replied, Mahatmaji, you never replied to this question before. Why is that so? And why are you saying that I should ask it again? The Mahatma said, how can one have faith in his mind? Because mind is such a tricky thing that if you start believing in him, if you start having faith in him, it is possible that he may mislead you. Now that my end time has come, and I know that I am taking my beard unstained, it is not the bushes. That is why I am in the position to answer the question that I am taking my beard and not the bushes. But because I did not believe in the mind, if I had answered this question earlier, it is possible that the mind would have misled me. So as Master Salam Singh Ji used to say, you should first take your mind to where he belongs, and after that you should believe in him. You should not become a slave of the mind. You should not move according to the commandments of the mind. You should not listen to the dictates of the mind. You should listen to the master. And you should do your meditation without paying any attention to the mind. Kabir Saab says, I thought that my mind had died and had become a ghost. But even after dying and becoming a ghost, he is not leaving me alone. He is chasing me. Baba Bishandas used to call his mind as a dog. And he used to say that this dog barks unnecessarily. And he always creates the disturbances. Sometimes when I would see him sitting very quiet and very peaceful, I would ask him, Babaji, today you are looking very peaceful and quiet. What is the reason? Then he would say, yes, today I have tied my dog and he is not barking anymore. And sometimes I would ask him to eat some food and he would say, no, I do not want to eat the food. At that time he would say, today I do not want to feed my dog. He used to say, when you will understand your mind like this, 
then your mind will stop barking unnecessarily and he will then come under your control. When you will explain to your mind about all these things and you will, when you will take your mind back to his real home, after that you can say that you have controlled the mind. As long as you have not taken your mind up to Brahm, where it belongs, you cannot say that you have had the control over your mind. Once you have taken the mind to Brahm, to its original place, then he cannot do any harm to you. So satsangi should pay attention and consider these few things which I sometimes say before we sit for the meditation. Because you know that we have to fight with a very obstinate enemy, our mind. They should know that when we get initiation and come to the path of the masters, our struggle with this obstinate enemy starts. And in this struggle, in this battle, we don't have any weapon except the weapon of the Shabadnam. This battle is different than the battle of the world. In the battle of the world, we may have to fight for one or two hours, or for a couple of days. But this battle with our mind goes on as long as we are in the body, throughout our entire lifetime. And just as if we are to win a battle in the world, we get honors. In the same way, if we win this battle with our mind, here also we get the prize and the honor, and it is real honor. God gives us a place in his real home, and he gives us such an honor which is our real property, our real wealth, and the negative power cannot take away that wealth from us. So lovingly, we should continue doing our struggle with the mind, because in this battle, we are not alone. And the tape we're hearing is Master Kripal giving a talk that he gave in January of 1964 in Washington, D.C. This talk has been given the title, How I Met My Master. Uh, for people who have copies that they're following along on, we're beginning at the top of page 23. And for people on the tape circuit, this talk was printed in the July 1981 Sampani magazine. I'll also invite you to your scene with the Alpha TV Master. Print out. Then he directed me there. The master was sitting upstairs, he was taking meals inside. And went outside, outside. After half an hour, so he came out. I understand, hey, the same man was appearing to me seven years before, from 1917 to 1924. I wonder, how I paid homage to him. Why so late? <laughs> <laughs> he said, that was the most opportune time that you took. So I met you, I said, you see. So God, Guru appears on the chalice at the youth of the most skeptic mind. Perhaps none of you have been so skeptic as I was. I was afraid. <laughs> Lest I go to somebody who has not met God, my life has inspired you. Well, that event, then, once or twice, every Sunday I used to go. 
He was looking up the wind like a father looks up the sun coming in. <laughs> he would just all right arrange this room, bring this bedding, this and that. Hmm? Very good, you know, master. You don't worry. I'm here at your feet. All right, now you'll have to look after this data. Go on with it. Those who come, you look after them. This is the worthy. That's the very first time. So next time when when there's any heat, this is very February time. This year, month. All were sitting in initiation. Master, you sit inside. I was coming. He gave initiation there. I was inside, sitting in his room. How I was initiated. I was waiting for him, but I see. Call me or what? I could not there because I did not call me this. I was sitting inside. Then he turned. I asked him, we look at the initiation. Oh, yes, surely. Well, what is what? That mystery of life, what is a man, what is a soul? That is a solve a little no time. So qualification of master is given like that, who can give you some experience. To say, all right, go, you see, here, maps, to show, go by this order, turn right, then left, this and that, sometimes you have to hunt for hours and we do not find the way. So master who can give you some experience to start with, who can appear, who can remove the dog when by giving me sitting, and you testify it yourself. You are not to wait till after that, or after a year. In other than you are to go on, you will have it in due course. And most of the people you find that. <coughs> or I say, don't have regular summation. Some years of the past might help you. But the competency of the master lies in the fact that he is able, competent to give experience to the learned and the unlearned, that quite a man from the street. So I have been there some controversy, see, when he our master became master, took up the role of the master, I mean. He was a master, but he took up the role of the master. The other people you know, simply said, why are you, how can you become a master? He was very polite, very humble, you see. Never controversy, would, would like to go into controversy. After when they get so far into it, because all right, do it. Carry some five, six people from the street, make them sit, you give them. I also catch five and see who can carry them. <laughs> That's the ultimate goal, what to do. So I, how I met the master, you see. <clears throat> so I generally people ask me, what is your date of birth? <laughs> I tell them, I, I got three births. <laughs> First, I was born in the flesh. Second, when I met him inside. Seven years before. The third when he met the few guys. So these are the gifts of God, you see. So I was very afraid of you, see. Generally you'll find Master, they'll simply tell you, all right, go on reading scripture. Well, that's right, that's person. You cannot have the right import of the scriptures unless you have, meet somebody who has that experience. He alone can be able to give you an experience, give you right understanding, right import of the scripture. Because what are scriptures? They have the final record of the experiences of the masters they had in their life. 
perform one ritual or another, that's all right for preparation of the ground. But seeing something else that only arises when you analyze yourself, you rise above body consciousness, you testify this light. And also in the hand you can make the, that music of the spheres audible. Who can give you lighted music of the spheres? What are these two? These are the two aspects of the God into special power. God has no equal, no father, no mother, nothing of itself. So who is well personified, only he can make you it. Experience of that, the very first day. In the blind man, they want that inner eye, what is called the single eye in scripture status, that is, thine eye be single, thy whole body can be full of light. If you shut the doors of the temple of your body, you'll see the light of heaven. That is called the third eye or the single eye or the latent eye, as you know, so many things. So these are the basic teachings, ultimate, I mean, that give you contact with that reality. Philosophies deal with theories. This is what is called mysticism. It gives you contact with reality, that reality into expression. Psychology works at the level of intellect. They do not work at the level of intellect, but we have an intellect still. You have to intellectually still, only then. And that you have to a subject and object. And in this no duality, you get direct contact with God into special power. The more you are unattached from outside, the more your your ethical way of living, you see, the more you come in contact with that. And where that is, you feel like electric lift, you see, they take you to the place where they emanated. God when came into expression from the worldless state, that is, that had light and sound. And the world was made flesh and dwelt amongst us. At home, so that he would pose that power. That is called the God power, or the Master power, or the Guru power. That which is referred to as the Christ power, you see. Christ lived before Jesus, mind that. And he is forever. This is what John says, St. John. But we read only scriptures like, but you say, ruminate over them, we don't follow what they want. Once man starts with a wrong thing, the others follow him like blindly like that. <coughs> How many there who can give you first and experience? Maybe you are a government meeting, some may that others may not get. That's a competency, the God in him, not the Son of Man, you see. Our master, somebody else, our master, well, why, how should we address you? He says, take me as your brother, as your father, as your friend, as your teacher. That's act up to what I say, you know. 
when you rise above and you find him inside too, and there he is also called to guide, then you may call him by any name you like. So, all masters say, take to the feet of such a person, a human body. That God power at whose pole it works. Who can guide you while in body and also when you transcend this physical body and also astral body and causal body. Take the feet of the Satya Master. How many there are? There have been few in the past, even now there are few. I wish there may be hundreds and thousands there. <laughs> then there would be no conflict. When they all see things, Today when my master left the body, I had to go to the village. I had some experience at the, the jungles and the security places too for five, six months. <coughs> I went there. That's the home of the Hindu theology. Our Sevananda, he lived there, who has since passed away, and all of the many yogis that time. I went to there, I lived on the river across the river in there with the outside. I met everybody. Yeah. All were intellectual wrestlers, debating clubs, all performing this element, this time, how to say prayer, how to say perform certain rites, certain rituals, like that. <coughs> and the most of them, we're doing Atta Yoga practice. Of course, that makes body fit, that's all right, we do difference. I went to, I went to also some Shivananda too, many times. That's question 1948. I put them two questions to each one of them. One question was, is the Sutta Yoga higher than the Nana Yoga? And also I refer to a case, a God instance in the East, you see, there was one lady, Savitri by name. Her husband died, an angel of death took his soul along with it. And she also left the body and followed him. And retrieved the soul of her husband, came back in the body. There is, even in, in the Hindu scriptures. Total two questions. One is Sutra Yoga, higher Adinana Yoga. And the second, is there any possibility to leave the body and come back? So what did you reply? Nana Yoga is higher than the Sutra Yoga. Nana Yoga is a matter of dying influence. Come to some conclusion, not seeing. Sutra Yoga is direct conscious. And the second he didn't have it. Then I went to happy house, once he's still alive, that man. He's called Raghucharya, he's an old man, I think, 106, 70 years old. Quite moves like, goes on like anything. He's the one who was right next door. Oh, yes. That's a long man. So when I went to see him, people said, oh, he never cares for anybody. That is just a little happen. Just about more than 100 or 150 yards when he appeared, he was sitting in his seat. He looked on me, he stood up. People 
and the same, and he never gives us any today. Give power, mentally. We need to talk. And by talk we came to, he went to the first place. Sanskara. Only one man I found who transcended the body and reached the first stage. He says that what he had learnt by going through all Shastras, Vedas, Upanishads, you see, I have come to know something which you speak by yourself. You see? That is grace of the Master, you see. Master gives you digest of all this knowledge, what is called by you. Only one man I found there. There are world is not without them, you see. But they are very few in the past, even now they are few. Most of that you will find, they will give you only where eat this mantra, this shabda, this scripture daily. That's right. You simply perform this ritual in this way, perform this way by lighting candles and ring the bell and this and that. So what else is custom? Everybody has got their own rituals, right? That's all. Right? That's right. Prayer is a very good thing. Which go, who gets it out of the heart, you see, that God hears him and he makes some religion. These are all. And some, some, some people go out and you can make your body fit. That's good. But that's not spirituality. That's helping factor for spirituality. Some teach you how to prolong your life. That's all right. Some teach you how to mesmerize others, hypnotize others, how can you read the minds of others. You see? Well, all this is not spirituality. How many they have really give you an experience how to rise above body consciousness? They did not. You see? One man went to the head like that there. Oh no, so many people are coming to you from the West. Why don't you give it this high time? And he told him, look, don't tell these people, they will be misguided. So these are the state of affairs. I wish <coughs> maybe hundreds, thousands <coughs> of that category who see. Then if so, why don't you sit together? If all men know him, you see, there's no question of jealousy, no question of competition. They are made brothers, embrace each other. This very fact shows because they don't want to meet each other. Each man blowing his own pipe. I am the highest. And what they do? They simply ask us to visualize this face. That is by nature when you visualize something for the time being, some concentration is yeah, there. Yeah. But what you become, as you think so you become. Is it not dangerous? Most dangerous. That is why I never advise visualization. If you visualize the right person, that's right. Otherwise, you'll whole life is fine. So this is what is going on in the world. The first condition I will say of a master, when he meets another master, you see, he will embrace, he will rejoice. There's no question high enough. I had one instance in my life, my master, Baba Samsi. He met one follower of Rice Hologram. I tell you, Shimitla. He is very advanced soul, you see. In the first meeting when they met, I was there along with them. He was going down to my master and my master was going down to 
should we are embracing? But those who wonder why should they not embrace? How, why should they not feel joy? That very fact shows those who do not want to meet together, they are blowing their own pipe, they have not seen God. I am very frank sometimes, you see, we do that as well. When they have seen the same thing, where is the high and low? I see the God in you, you see the God in me. That's all right. So please go to somebody who can do something. What other proof can there be? And in a conscious state, not under mesmerism or hypnotism, mind that. Some say that it is hypnotism, then all will have the same experience by hypnotizing. Each one has its own in a conscious state, they see their eyes, but they see like that. Each one has its own experience. And this is what is the truth. Without any exaggeration, facts as given by all Mars. And our closing button is a button of Sanji's on page 197. When the mind is obstinate, divert him from the faults. If still he does not stop, then connect him to the feet of the Master. O oh man, the time for liberation has come and you are making delays. Cut the attachments of the world by doing devotion day and night. Repeat the Nam of the Master every moment. Now you save yourself from going to different species. If you want to make your life successful, collect the wealth of Nam. It is locked within you. After opening the door, you become rich. Taking the key from the Satguru, open the lock of the strong door. Have the darshan of Kirpal. O Ajay, make your life successful. If you want to meet the Lord, unite your soul with the Shabd. When the mind is obstinate, divert him from the faults. If still he does not stop, then connect him to the feet of the Master. A bhajan of Sanchis on page 197. <laughs> Man jado hati la ho ho ve ta badiyan vahalo mor leo je ajje bajna ve ta guru charana vicha jor deyo aya bande tarana davela lagya e tu karana kavela Aya bande tarana davela, lagya e tu karana kavela, dinarati karake bandagi nu dunya de bandana torleo, jaya jay bajana have, ta guru charana vicha jordeo, manna jado hati la ho ho ve, Ta badiyan vahalo mordleyo 
जे अजय बाजना आवे ता गुरु चरणा विच जो देयो नाम गुरु दाहर दाम रतले जून वेचो हुनतो बचले नाम गुरु दाहर दाम रतले जून वेचो हुनतो बचले जेल के विचलोनी जिंदगी नाम दीपुंजी जोड़ लेओ जे अजय बाजना हवे गुरु चरणा विच जोड़ दो मन जदो हतीला हो वे बारियान वाहलो मोड़ लो जे अजय बाजना हवे गुरु चरणा विच जोड़ दो अंदर तेरे थाला कोल के हो जा मालो माला लग्ञ अंदर तेरे थाला कोल के हो जा मालो माला सतगुरु खोलो लेके कुंजी बाजार दाथाला कोले ओ जय अजय बाजना हवे गुरु चरणा विच जोड़ दो मन जदो हतीला हो वे बदियान वाहलो मोड़ लो जे अजय बाजना हवे गुरु चरणा विच जोड़ दो दर्श पिया किर फाल दफाले अजायब जिंद के लाले दर्श पिया किर फाल दफाले अजायब जिंद के लाले जे मालिक नू मिलना है तासुरत शब्द नाल जोड़ लो जे अजय बाजना हवे गुरु चरणा विच जोड़ दो मन जदो हतीला हो वे बदियान वाहलो मोड़ लो जे अजय बाजना हवे गुरु चरणा विच जोड़ दो When the mind is obstinate, divert him from the faults. If still he does not stop, then connect him to the feet of the master. May God continue to bless us all.